Hello and welcome back to Tells. Hello, Andrew Demi. Hello, Boosie Seaway. What's happening? Sitting on my bed in my hotel room at the Pepper Mill in Reno. Are you up, up, or are you almost sort of up? Uh, I would say sort of up because I haven't put my contacts in yet, haven't showered yet, haven't left the room yet. Uh, so yeah, I would say sort of up to put it so to you- use your terminology. So you can't even see me? Is that what you're saying? See you? I mean, it's only like a negative 3.5 prescription. It's not like legally blind or something. What's the legally blind one? Do you know? I'm not sure. I would guess like double what I am, maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe even worse. I'm not sure. How long have you been a 3.5? What is it? Negative 3.5? Right, yeah. Probably about like, I don't know. It's been a long time. It's been a lot of years now. So... That's like the ideal situation for getting LASIK when your eyes stop changing. They sort of plateau or whatever, if that's correct usage of that term, but they're not changing anymore. So you can get the surgery and then not have to worry about them changing further. So do they just get tired of getting bad and then they just stop? <laughs> they must. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I've had the same prescription. No, I think mine changed a little bit last year, but Yeah. Uh, what's happening in Reno? How is your, how many days have you been there? A week almost. No. Uh, well, I guess in two days it'll be a week, but yeah, five days, something like that. Five days and two videos, huh? Yeah. We got two videos, two videos out. I've been editing away in the hotel room while other people are having fun and playing poker and having beers and stuff, chatting away, meeting people. I've spent two days locked in this hotel room editing on a laptop. Are you proud of me? Uh, are you proud of yourself? Kind of. Yeah, you should be. That's a big deal for traveling and cranking out two videos. That's pretty awesome. And I'm only down like a thousand dollars or something in poker. Oh, that's not too bad. So I mean, you <laughs> yeah, had the really bad. the really poor session on Friday, right? When you arrived. Right. And then no tournament love, except yesterday you what broke the tournament curse? Did cash in a tournament? How much did you cash? Uh, is it important? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very small amount. The tournament buy-in was $125 and the cash was for like $190. Oh, that's not so bad. You doubled your money. No. $119 or $109. I cashed for $190, $190 and the buy-in was $125. Oh, so the complete cash out was $190. Right. Oh. <laughs> I didn't get that. I thought you said that your your cash was for $190. That's why I was like, that's not bad. That'd be a little better, but no. Well, um, aren't there some tournaments coming up this weekend? Yeah, every day there's something. Uh, yeah, the main event will be this weekend. There's a big one on Thursday. That's the $1,100 buy-in, which I'm not positive I'm going to play it because uh, it's like a bounty event. And I mean, not that there's going to be a lot of like bounty tournament specialists here at this uh, event because it's you know, pretty casual event, but I don't know how big my edge is in that. What is a bounty tournament? That's where you get cash for every person that you knock out of the tournament. Oh, okay. So like a real bounty. Yeah. Paid on the spot. How much cash are we talking here? In this one, I think it's $500. For each person? Yeah. Cause the buy-in is 1100. And then, so half the money goes to the buy-in is a thousand plus 100, I think for, you know, a hundred dollar rake, the thousand dollars is split 
So half of the money is for bounties and the other half is for, you know, normal winnings in a normal tournament, if that makes sense. Got it. Okay. So how do you play those tournaments? Pretty aggressively? Yeah, you have to play them a little bit more aggressive and loose because when you get all in versus a player that you have more chips than, uh, there's more equity in your hand and your situation because when you knock that person out, you get extra cash. You don't just win their chips. You, you get yeah. cash on the spot. That's so great. It's like, it's like, Why aren't all tournaments like that? The World Series of Poker main event should be like that. <laughs> um because there's like traditionalists you know is this a new thing like has it always been bounty tournaments or no i don't know how old they are i mean they've definitely been around for a bunch of years now but i don't know if it's like more than 15 years okay we're also using in some of the events we're using the four color decks here four colored decks yeah so you know how there's normally hearts and diamonds are red and spades and clubs are black right these are different colors for every suit. And the benefit of that is what? Making sure that while you drink all your beers, you know exactly what suit you're playing? <laughs> that is a good example of why it's better. Also, some people, uh, their eyesight might not be as good. Um, maybe like an elderly person might not be able to read the board as well if they're like sitting in one of the corners at the table. Oh, so yeah. Maybe... So that would probably be perfect for me with my eyesight. Your non-glasses wearing eyesight? Right. Yeah. I mean, you look pretty cute in your glasses, so you shouldn't be afraid to wear those. Yeah, but your eyes get lazy if you wear your glasses all the time. And this is the reason that I've never gotten contacts, because then they're hmm. in your eye all the time. You need your eye muscles. Is that to... like an urban myth or something? That's what the ophthalmologist told me. He said, you don't need to wear your glasses all the time because your eyesight is not that bad. But if you wear your glasses all the time, then so the muscle just gets lazy. It's like any muscle that's not used. You okay, can just but... go and ask Dr. Perizek yourself. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but doesn't that go against what we just said about how my eyesight hasn't changed for like a long time? And I wear contacts all the time. I know, but mine is only like minus 0.75. Mm. So maybe I made my eyes worse. It's I don't know. I think we're all given different eyes, just like we're given different bodies, different faces. Yeah, fair enough. Shall we play the two chains I'm different song again? <laughs> no, we can skip that this week. <laughs> uh, I just watched your prank video. It is Alex, right? It is Alex. You told me a little bit about it, but. I, I don't know if all the listeners of the podcast have seen this prank video. Have you posted it on your social media channels at all? I posted it on my Instagram stories. Are you going to tell us a little bit about that and how uh, that came about? I mean, it was pretty unexpected, of course, as pranks are. I was uh, doing an interview with, with her buddy, Marley, uh, at the Win, And apparently they had set up this plan to to prank me. Um, just after we finished the interview, while Novocaine, uh, who is Alex, her, she's actually a dentist, so she goes by Novocaine Poker. So she got her receptionist at the dental office to call me and pretend to be someone from the Gaming Commission in Quebec and say that the footage that I'd recorded at the Playground Poker Club was illegal and needed to be taken down or else I would be facing a $50,000 fine. And I think I needed to be in court in Quebec or else I'd be facing a $50,000 fine. So not, it wasn't going to be good enough to just take the footage down. And so Marley was actually uh, filming me talking on the phone to Alex's receptionist while uh, she was 
giving me these orders to be in Quebec by like the following Tuesday or something. <laughs> but I don't know. You're the only person who laughs when being told that they'll have a, either a $50,000 fine or <laughs> get arrested. You're like, huh? Yeah, well, I don't know. You'll have to say, can you send me a letter? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how could I, how could like a, a phone call from a, a no caller ID phone be like the official uh, notice of this? Because then anybody could just call somebody and they would have to just like book a flight to uh, Montreal. <laughs> so you're just going to wait for the letter. What if the letter did arrive? <laughs> Well, then we probably have to have a chat with the lawyer. <laughs> but, you know, they are the, the scams on the IRS scam, right? Like they call you and make you go and deposit money. Yeah. So there's the IRS scam and there's what other one was there? Have you received any of these IRS calls? Uh, I have not personally. I think my parents have back home in Michigan. And I think... I think we might have both received something about like porn showing up on our computers and somebody like hacked into that and has our search history or something and to send them Bitcoin if we don't want that released to the public. Oh, yeah, that was last week when I finally checked my spam folder and saw uh, a message that my Gmail account had been hacked and that all my porn secrets and my recordings <laughs> would be up on the Internet. Shit. Yeah, it was like it was like your second they called it your second life or something. Yeah, my second life will be exposed to the internet. I had to think back and have a think about which uh which porn they might have the, uh, <laughs> on record as viewing. But and which videos uh, you uploaded? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, I mean that's the thing. It's uh, it's sad if you do because then you really are worried that this stuff is going to be out in the open but like if you're not uploading anything or not even watching porn then shame but i guess it's it's a volume thing right you send to as many addresses hack as many addresses as possible and then hope that one of them sticks because what did you want like eight bitcoin or something like that uh i think it was a smaller number because if they if they go too high then it's going to be impossible for people to send that much. So I think it was actually only like half a Bitcoin yeah. or something. Half a Bitcoin. Something so then like you that. can just like send that money without even your wife or girlfriend knowing probably. And yeah. your secrets would not be exposed to the world. It's rough. I mean, the prank was funny. I, I laughed. I thought it was hilarious. Even Molly's, because uh, both your pranks were on that uh, same video. Yep. And she says she was questioning whether she'd ever stolen money and wondering if she had, but she knows she has never. What do you think the uh, the IRS type callers are taking advantage of? Well, I think it's a couple of things. It's like people want to just avoid trouble and complications. And they also, the tax system is so complicated. So they're like, well, maybe I did screw up and did something wrong here. And I do owe some more money or something like that. I don't know, like we ha we hire somebody and end up, they file like a 60 page report to the IRS, right? And we sort of skim through it, but I don't even know like anywhere near everything that's involved in that, in that tax report and the whole process. What do you think the punishment of those people will be in the afterlife? <laughs> <laughs> 
if you spend your hours, your waking hours, calling and terrorizing old ladies and, you know, like even if you're not old, say, you know, you're just a working person with a job and kids and a household to run and you get this call and it like leaves you frazzled. What do you think the the punishment is? <laughs> do you think they get punished in this life or in the next life? Probably both. I mean, I think if this is like how you're trying to go about making a living, that it's just at some point it's not going to work out very well for you. You're either gonna, you're either going to like try and scam the wrong person, whether it's like with this scam or some other sort of shady dealing that you get involved with. Uh, I just think it's going to lead you down a very bad path. Like someone's not just going to retire after they scam, you know, a hundred people, and they have like a decent nest egg at this at this point. They're going to continue nefarious ways throughout life and it's not going to end up well i think yeah but do you, do you think it's just like independent operators people might think it's a job that they have to collect tax payment from you know um do you think that that's possible i think it's possible i think it's both you, did you know there's actually like youtube videos that you can search out and it's uh people who obviously are well aware of these uh scamming tactics but are also like well-versed computer engineers of their own. And they sort of uh, lead on these scammers and waste their time. And they'll actually try and rehack the person who's like trying to hack their computer. <laughs> so like, you know, there's a scam where people will pretend to be a uh, customer. Microsoft. Like, yeah, Microsoft. And they'll, you know, have someone enable like TeamViewer or whatever these uh, apps are on their, right. on their computer and take over their computer. So there's hackers that will uh, like fight back against these dudes and send like a virus or something uh, into the, the the scammer's computer, or they'll like delete their their system files. And yeah. there's there's YouTube videos about this and, and them <laughs> doing these things. That's funny, but yeah, I mean, there are there are lots of the Microsoft ones, right? With the let me help you install your antivirus or something. You or you have a a virus that we need to take care of. But what I've heard is that some of the people working in the call centers for the antivirus genuinely believe these are, you know, calls that they, it's like their job to make, um, unaware that they're actually infecting people's computers with huh. viruses. Damn, that's messed up. So do you think when, because you were almost convinced of the prank? Uh, I was definitely believing it at first and i don't know I, I sort of like didn't know what to make of it about this whole like fifty thousand dollars and being quebec thing um i was definitely believing the part about the footage being not cool because that was so that's pretty standard so i definitely believed it to some degree and i mean i guess <laughs> i was gonna sort of wait to see like what happened after this <laughs> if this if this letter actually showed up at our door but yeah i sort of like didn't know what to make of it that would have sucked but <laughs> but even if you do get letters in the mail, it doesn't, you know what I mean? It it doesn't mean it's official, official. Right. So it sucks because like I said, we, it would probably be time to chat with a lawyer, but that costs money, you know? Does everyone have that ability? No, of course not. Right. Yeah. I mean, money is one thing, like your time. People don't usually have time to to go, you know, go out and deal with these type of things and i think that's why even the irs scamsters go away because they say just go during your lunch break and go deposit money at the 
Western Union or using MoneyGram and then we won't come for you. Because I get, <laughs> right. I get the voice messages all the time. A warrant is out for your arrest and it's like an automated <laughs> voice message. You, you get know, those like, a lot? Yeah. Oh, man, I, at, least, at least once a week. What? But it's never an actual person because then... That sucks. I didn't know that was happening that often. We should get you a new phone number maybe. Yeah, I mean, I use the whatever, hire Apple and block them, but there's a new number all the time. So obviously my number got out somehow. And so there's a new number that is dialing all the time. Yeah, that's crappy. Uh, so we're gonna, are we going to change your phone number? Uh, I mean, it dep- like there's things that are annoying, but this is like, it's whatever, you know, it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't take up that much time in my life because the app that I have shows you that it's a potential spoofer or telemarketer. So most of the time I never answer. That's, that's true and like practical, but it's also annoying because you're sort of like every week reminded that there's like scammers at every turn, every call. And there's this, doesn't that sort of like create this cloud, you know, where it's like, there's just people out there like trying to get you and get whatever you have. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know. I don't, I didn't think about it that way. I would be pretty tilted by that. Really? Yeah. The only thing would, which would be troublesome is that I would probably not answer my phone when it was important and an unknown number because I get so many of these type of calls. Like that's the biggest problem I see. Like if somebody, you know, wanted to reach me and they somehow had my number off by heart and I didn't know the number that was calling, the sure. likelihood is that I wouldn't answer. You know what I mean? That would be the only downside is that I probably wouldn't answer because I'm so used to getting automated spam call messages that Yeah. But yeah, to give them that much clout, probably not. You know, and I try and even at night, I turn my phone off, the ringer. So don't get into any trouble or try and call me at night because I'm probably not going to answer. I know. That's what I was just thinking. What if I like lost my, my bankroll or something and I was walking home from the Luxor casino? and You put your car in the bankroll too? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, take the car. Take everything. I wagered everything. My shirt. <laughs> So you're walking barefoot and shirtless from the Luxor Casino? Exactly. And you're not answering. <laughs> I had to call from the house phone in the, in the hotel. <laughs> or some good Samaritan lets you use their cell phone? Yeah, exactly. And you're just not answering because you're avoiding scamsters. Yeah. I mean, you know, at night it might be, you might have a higher possibility because they, you know, work working hours. But nighttime? Uh, daytime, yeah, I'm more than likely not answering my phone. That's pretty thoughtful of them to not call in the uh, the off hours or the middle of the night. <laughs> At least they give you that courtesy. <laughs> I guess so. Moving on from scamsters and telephones, has the Run It Up Reno Platinum Pass been won yet? Yes, I believe it was won last night. Oh, who won? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, my contest's over. 
Uh, no, it's not on there either. It's not on Instagram. I was gonna look on. I can look on Twitter here. Okay, so there are no more platinum passes at Run It Up Reno. I think there is another one. Let's see here. There, I think there was all these different ways to get into this qualifier platinum pass event, which I think is happening on Monday, the 29th. So they did like a uh, scavenger hunt, like a best costume award for uh, one of the tournaments where people dressed up in costumes. And then I think there's also satellites as well. So that's happening on, the, on Monday. I think you can only qualify to get into that. So they're giving another one away uh, on Monday. Okay. How do you win that one? It's a tournament, but there was like qualifiers to get into that tournament. So you can't play that tournament if you haven't qualified already? I don't think so, because I'm looking at the schedule and it doesn't say anything about a, a buy-in amount, a buy-in dollar amount, where all the other ones do. It just says qualifiers, platinum pass event. Guess there's no reason to come to Reno then. <laughs> I think you can still qualify for it, though. So what other events are you playing uh, this week? Besides the maybe $1,100 bounty event. Uh, there's a tournament tonight at 5 p.m. that's all in or fold. I'm not 100% sure I'll be on time to play it because I want to meet up with a couple people and have a chat. But that one looks pretty fun. You can only go all in or you can fold. Yeah, I mean, the title is pretty self-explanatory. Okay. Thank you. Okay, okay. <laughs> so um... that one's going to be pretty short. All right. So we'll so see we... you back here next week. I will be there next week. I'm back on the 30th. Do you have uh, your Halloween costume all set? I sure do. Do you? I don't have anything yet. Well, you better get a Halloween costume in Reno so you're ready for Halloween when you get here. Just grab Kevin Martin's monk <laughs> costume. <laughs> I, could, I could do that. That was his costume, right? What was the costume thing about? Yeah, I guess he was like some sort of a monk, I guess. I don't want to say he was like Jesus. I don't think that's accurate. No, he didn't have a, he didn't that have a beard. Was, a monk. was was there a tournament where you had to get dressed up? Uh, it was encouraged. And this was where if, if you did get dressed up, then you are in the running for the uh, Platinum Pass qualifier event. Whoa, that's kind of cool. That's worth the, a costume. Only if you win the competition, the costume competition. So you win the costume competition and you stood a chance to qualify to win to play a tournament for the Platinum Pass. Yeah, if you win the costume contest, then you're you're in the tournament to win the Platinum Pass. Easy game. Much better than making a bunch of vlogs. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I, was, I was doing some uh, commentary on the live stream, and I said exactly that. I was like, these people just had to put, dress up as like Little Red Riding Hood, and they're in the, the running for a Platinum Pass. Yeah, that's a much easier game. Just go to Reno and dress up in costume. All right. I think that's all we have time for. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to drop us an email with feedback, questions, it is tells at andrewneemey.com. Bye from Las Vegas and Good. bye from Reno. Goodbye from Reno. Okay. Bye. Bye.